Did you ever think you would make it? I feel I'm supposed like to take sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value taming, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we can't no value the haters. How they run, homie? Look what I become. I'm the, I'm the one. Armin. Talk about okay, the book. so we have a special guest here with us. You know what I love about this podcast is one week we'll have a guest and there'll be a group that's very happy mm-hmm. and there'll be a group that's very unhappy. Then the unhappy group a couple weeks later are incredibly happy and the happy group is now unhappy. It's always great so you can, you know, can't go make back anybody everybody happy. Today's probably. guest is going to piss a lot of people off and they're going to say, they've already saying, why are you having somebody like that? But let me, let me formally introduce our guest here today, uh, Jeffrey Ross Tubin. Jeff or Jeffrey Ross Tubin is an American lawyer, author, blogger, longtime legal analyst for CNN. During the Iran-Contra affair, Tubin served as an associate counsel on the investigation in the Department of Justice. He moved from government and the practice into law uh, full-time, writing during the 90s when he published his first books. He wrote the New York, he wrote for the New Yorker from uh, 1993 to 2020. That's 27 years. He was fired uh, after an on-camera during a Zoom video conference call uh, uh, with his co-workers. He continued to serve as a legal analyst for CNN for two years. Tubin has written several books. We just found that out of the eight books he's written, six of them are New York Times bestsellers. But again, who's counting? Including accounts on the 1970s Patty Hearst kidnapping and her time with the SLA, the O.J. Simpson mur- murder case, and Clinton Lewinsky scandal. The latter two adapted into a television series of FX American Crime Stories with the Sick Simpsons uh, uh, case premiere in 26. Is that the one with Cuban Gunner Jr.? Yes. The, the, yeah, the, yeah. Which, was, which was pretty wild. A few other things you need to know about him that uh, uh, on both sides. One side, um, I don't know how many years ago this was, three or four years ago or five years ago, when he's on there confidently, you're saying, Roe v. Wade is done. It was so bad that uh, uh, who's Jim Acosta. Guy? Not I forget about Jim Acosta. Who else was making fun of you? You, you know the comedian. Uh, what's his name? Uh, John. Uh, oh, John Oliver. John Oliver. Yeah, John yeah. Oliver. Oh, he's here. Look, I'm telling my daughter this. Yeah. No, that's not what it is. But you were like, nope, it's over. So you called it. It happened. You were right. Your peers didn't agree with you, and you're not somebody that was for it. That it was happening, but you said it was going to happen. At the same time, you know, we have to give you credit. Uh, uh, I've been in sales for since 21 years old. Okay, so I've done a lot of, uh, uh, you know, what's that, 23 years. Um, I think we're on the same page that we miss conference calls more than Zooms because uh, it, when it was on conference calls, people had no clue what you and I were doing. Unfortunately, Zooms were a little bit more uh, 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 uncomfortable, uh, more revealing of what we're doing. So obviously the whole world find out uh, what happened with you. That was a story that was trending. SNL was all over the place. But whether you like whether you don't like them, whether you agree with them, whether you don't agree with them, you're an absolute heavyweight in the media space the last 30 years. You've done a lot of great work, and it's great to have you on the podcast. Well, it is a thrill to be here. Thank yes. you so much for having me. So let's let's address the elephant in the room, and then we'll get into all the stories here. Okay. So first, when that happened, you're saying you had no clue the camera was on. You had right. none of that stuff. And you've talked about this multiple, multiple times. My question isn't about your apology. You've already addressed it, and I actually like the way you did it. There's some people that didn't like it. You just kind of said... Look, as a lawyer, I, I can't even defend this. I can't even say anything about it. I just, this is what I did. I'm manning up. I screwed up. You know, it is what it is. I wish they would have kept me, but I understand their reason. And these guys brought us back. Some people said, why would you bring him back? You know, he should have never had the job. People for lesser things were fired. You know, Megan Kelly's been critical of you. A lot of other people have been critical of you. 
but you owned up to it. You just said, this is what I did. My question is, what do you talk about during therapy for something like that? <laughs> um, look, uh, <laughs> where to start? Um, you know, I did something wrong, period. Yeah. And I am more sorry than I can say um, to everyone involved, the people on the call, my former colleagues, people who trusted me as a journalist. Um, I've been working to restore my reputation since then. Um, I, you know, as I say, I don't make excuses. I only make apologies. Um, I'd like to think that, I mean, as, as we say in school, as we used to say in school, you know, I know this is on my permanent record, but I like to think it's not the only thing on my permanent record. And, you know, all, all I could do is, you know, offer a complete apology and try to get on with the work that I do. I would, I would say this part uh, uh, from my perspective, okay? Um, I don't think you can be in media for three decades without having some dirt that comes out on you. Whether it's going to be a DUI, you know, you remember who was the guy that was the best Monday night football guy and then he got a DUI leaving a restaurant? Al Monday Michaels. Night. Al Michaels and he addressed it. I got something embarrassing to say. I got a DUI cop pulled me over. It doesn't matter who you are, whether it's politics, media, all this stuff, you're eventually going to do something that's going to be screwed up. Yours happened to be something that every boy has gone through what you've gone through, except most people get caught with their parents. It's not on a Zoom. So you're, you're, <laughs> like, a, you're like the GOAT status of, of getting uh. you know, you know, in the space that you went. But the question I have for you is a very different question. Mm -hmm. I run an insurance company. We've licensed 45,000 agents. We sold the company last year. But one of the things that I had to learn as a CEO when, when I ran an office with 66 agents, I knew everyone's dirt, and it wasn't big dirt. And then all of a sudden, one of our best guys got a divorce. And all of a sudden, one of our guys got a DUI. And all of a sudden, one of our guys, you know, uh, uh, we love this guy, cocaine issues, boom, we lost him. Another guy went through marital issues. Another guy went through drug issues. Not, and then eventually, everyone's like, why is this happening? And I'm like, listen, everybody sins in a different way. Everybody's going to do some stuff that they're going to do. Unfortunately, some of them are going to be public and humiliating, and we got to kind of go through it. And it seemed like the bigger and bigger the company got, the more stories like this happened. Was there a part of you, because one guy called me one time and he says, do you know what that guy is doing? Do you know how, what that, that guy is doing? I said, listen, you claim you're a Christian. I do. Uh, listen, man, you may want to not be that judgmental because in about a couple of years, it's going to be your turn and you're going to want people to be a little bit more gentler on you, okay, when it comes down to your turn. Did at any point for you, did you kind of sit there and say, shit, this is pretty embarrassing. And I've been the one that's kind of been hard on that guy and this guy and that guy and this guy. Did you by yourself, I'm not talking wife and kids and all that stuff and colleagues, just you versus your mano, you know, like yourself. Did you say, you know what, as much as I don't like that guy, yeah, you know what, that guy also did something here and that guy also did something here. I guess none of us are perfect. I have to really work on becoming more forgiving because now I want people to be gentler on me. Did you ever go through that process? Uh Short answer, yes. Um, I, I think, um, you know, when, when you have sinned publicly, you are aware of others who have sinned publicly. I think one thing that I felt, um, I, I don't want to say positively about, is, you know, even back to the days when I was a prosecutor, I was never the um, lock them up and throw away the key kind of person. And, and that's not the kind of journalist I've been. I, I have written about people who have made mistakes, who have come back from them, and um, written positively about that. So, you know, my, my view has always been 
that, you know, if you acknowledge what you did, if you, uh, you know, try to make amends, try to apologize, then you get another chance. I, I, I as, as people have said to me, uh, you don't get a third chance. And, and I'm very aware of that in my own life. But um, I, 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 I don't feel like, uh, of all the things you can criticize, you know, accuse me of, and I think there are a lot, hypocrisy is not one of them. I'm not someone who has always been, you know, one strike and you're out kind of person. And um, so in that respect, um, I, I think my reaction is consistent. Quick follow-up right there. Uh-huh. I've watched you on CNN for 20-plus years. Yeah. So um, one thing that I'm obsessed with, Jeffrey, uh-huh. is the concept of legacy. Right. We talked about reputation. I started my show um, when I started interviewing millionaires and billionaires and financial advisors. And I asked them, all right, after you doing all the saving and all the investing and everything and the budgeting and the and the and the gifting and the philanthropy, I'm like, what's next? What's next? And like, it's just it's legacy. It's legacy planning. They, they actually call it estate planning, legacy planning. Um, so the question of legacy. So what my one of my favorite uh, people that I've ever read their books is John Bogle, Jack Bogle, the founder of Vanguard. And he said, when I die, my one wish is that I die with my legacy intact. So you, you've been working in media 30 years, right? So Pat reads your bio. And of course, you've done all this work, six-time New York bestseller. And then it's like, oh, by the way, you got cough jacking off on a Zoom call, by the way. Like, that's part of your legacy. That's part of your reputation. You know, like the famous joke is like, you can build a thousand bridges and uh, you fuck one goat. You're no longer a bridge builder. You're a goat fucker. Yada, yada, yada. Mm. So very, I, very I, interesting. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know that joke. Well, first time. Now I'll never forget <laughs> Jeffrey, it, I'm afraid. Yeah. To use a metaphor, it's some just... call you the goat. So, <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I mean, even in Urban Dictionary, there's a, there, like, there, you're familiar with this? I, I'm familiar with okay. Urban Dictionary. Urban I wasn't aware that I'm now. Oh, you're a I, I, am I you go there? to Tubin how, how and it's like you get caught yeah. on Zoom. So like this is part of your legacy. Yeah, but, I, but I, I'm going somewhere with yeah, this, okay. Jeffrey. Yeah. Hold on. So, uh, but we also understand that America likes a comeback story. We talk about this all the time. Is that like this is America? You get second chances. You didn't kill anybody, dude. Like you didn't you didn't do anything like uh, felonious. Like you got caught doing what dudes do. You just happen to do it fucking in an embarrassing fashion. You know, it's it's rough. Um, my question is, everyone's going to have that lowest point in their life. This was clearly your lowest point. What's your comeback story? What's your strategy? How can someone deal with the lowest part of their life, the most embarrassing thing that could ever happen to you, and make a comeback and own it and be on podcasts and be like, yeah, you know, I did it. How can someone deal with that? Well, I guess my rea- my two, two ways. Um, one is acknowledge and apologize, not... You know, I, one of the things that, uh, you know, I, I often thought, you know, I've covered a lot of um, s- political scandals. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the lines that always um, irritated me was um, p- people would say, well, I, I, I'm sorry if you were offended, mm-hmm. which is not a real apology. Yeah. That That's like blaming you. I'm sorry because I'm sorry <laughs> yeah. because I did something yeah. wrong because mm-hmm. there's no excuse. So, so in that respect... You know, not to try to equivocate about the wrongdoing is just to completely acknowledge that there is no excuse and it was it, it was wrong. Mm-hmm. The, the second part is to get back to work. 
is to do the work that you do. And fortunately, I was allowed by CNN, by um, Simon & Schuster, who, who published this book, that to, to do the work that I do and do it well. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, that's the, the, the way to come back. I mean, I'm incredibly proud of Homegrown, this book. I, this book is the best work I can do, and I think the reaction to it has, has been terrific. And that's, that's the way... To um, to try to come back. Yeah, from you know, there's a there's a quick follow up. There's there's you know there's a camp out there that would say never apologize, never, nah. never say you're sorry, own it. You did what you did. Do not apologize. Don't even own it. Like there's that camp. I thought what we weren't going to talk about people? Donald Trump yet. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go there. Here we go. Someone who doesn't apologize. Let's either. say. Right. What would you say to that camp that's saying never apologize? That's not me. I mean, I I, I apologize because. I think it's the right thing to do, and, and um, you know, I, 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 you know, I can't speak for other people, and um, obviously, um, you know, some some people that that that's their approach. I can only do you know what what I think is right for me, um, and I, I we would it would it would never even have occurred to me not to apologize. Respect. So I I want to get right into it if we can. I want to get into issues. Is what I want to. No, do. I'd like so to talk you. about this subject even <laughs> more. Uh, can I? <laughs> <laughs> see, this is what I'm talking yeah. about. You kind of got to. No, no, let's, let's yeah. circle back. Let's circle back. So let's talk yeah. about. Vinny, when was the first time you were caught? Yeah. I, mean, I, uh, you, oh I know God, this guy. I was sorry. seven. I was, uh, I was on the hamper. My dad walked in. Thanks, and they, Thanksgiving, uh, your grandma. Yeah. <laughs> Vinny, people yeah. you talk about in the army. All everyone yeah. in the army. Uh, you know what's. Uh, all good. I, I appreciate Pat wants to take us to the issue. But I'll say one thing. I, I mean this sincerely. I, I appreciate you're saying acknowledge and apologize and get back to work. Because I agree with you when people say, I'm sorry, you were offended. It puts on other people. It's funny. I've always thought that when I heard that. And the other thing that I, that I can't stand when I hear is, but this is not who I am. Yes, it was for that moment. And you need to own it and just move on from it. And I really applaud that because it didn't mean you no longer had a Harvard Law degree. It didn't mean you, mm-hmm. that you were no longer a classmate of Elena Kagan. It didn't mean you, you no longer had six out of eight New York Times bestsellers. And you were a brilliant legal mind on, on these issues. That didn't change. And I appreciate when you go out on the other side and say, hey, there's something more I can do here and there's something I can do. I, it's like, you know, one of the bios I appreciated was Chuck Colson. Now, you didn't commit a felony and a cover-up and all that was the goo that was there, but he, he basically discovered a, a career in prison reform and to do something else good without a law license because he was disbarred. And I think there's far too few of those stories in America and there's a little tiny thread of that in what you just said. Mm-hmm. So, Tom, when was the first time you were caught? All right, we got his <laughs> grandma Thanksgiving. He already Thanksgiving. said it. All right. Gotcha. All right, okay, phenomenal. Let's get right into it. Okay, Respect a few to things. You, Jeffrey Tubin. So uh, uh, we, I got some issues I'm going to go through. Obviously, a lot of them is uh, current events. I do want to make it clear, guys. We're going to put the link below to the book that's here, Homegrown, Timothy McVeigh, and the Rise of Right-Wing Extremism. We're going to talk about that, obviously, on today's podcast, if we can put it there. Um, but before we get into that, current events, okay, Um when you said uh, uh, Roe v. Wade, okay, no, I'm telling you, and you said, you think this is going to happen? No, I know it's done. It's over. It's this. And it's like, what is this guy talking about? It was discouraging to a lot of people, and then, boom, it happens. Was it because in your mind you're sitting there saying, these three seats, presidents come and go, but these three seats, you know, six to three or five to four, this stays for 20, 30 years, right? 
when you made a comment like that about Roe v. Wade, and then right before midterms, I don't know what the timeline was, six weeks before midterms or whatever it was when they, you know, made the whole thing. and everybody right, lost, uh, Last yeah. June. Yeah, yeah, and it was supposed to be, uh, what, a red wave, and it ended up not being a red wave because America's like, listen, man, I would have been a red wave, but this thing that you guys did, probably not. Some on the left and the right. It's not like it's just a left issue, you know, both sides. What made you be so confident at the time to say, I think this is going to happen? Well, you know, I've, I've covered the intersection of law and politics for, for my, my entire career. And, you know, a, abortion has been the most contentious issue uh, between, and, and frankly, it is between left and right in, in, in this country. And, you know, you have to go back to um, the 2016 campaign. And remember, Donald Trump, as a private citizen, was open about being pro, pro-choice, in favor of abortion rights. So when he's running for the Republican nomination, he had to convince the evangelical community in particular that he was trustworthy on their issues. And so when he um, ran for president, he essentially outsourced the issue of judicial confirmations to a guy named Leonard Leo in the Federal Society, and they made a list of the judges that they were that that the president that if Trump won he was going to appoint to the Supreme Court and those judges were all clearly identified with the um, anti Roe v Wade position and this was an extremely effective thing that Trump did to ingratiate himself with the Republican Party because most of the Republican Party at this point is in an anti-abortion position. So, you know, Donald Trump said during the campaign, if I win, I am going to appoint judges who who will vote to overturn Roe versus Wade. And what I think he meant by that was, if he won, he was going to appoint judges who would vote to overturn Roe v. Wade. I mean, mean, that's what... um, he appointed the three the three justices, um, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Barrett, and and they did what was what was expected of them. Um, so um, it, it was not any great, you know, pre- like uh, prediction of mine. It was just listening and watching what was going on, and that and it was it was predictable. And it's it's so, I know you're saying it's predictable. A lot of people on the right thought it was predictable, but why is it so many people on the left didn't see that being predictable? Well, I I, th- I think um, you know Roe v. Wade was 1973. Um, there have there were a lot of um, Republican nominees since 1973 who turned out to be. Um, supportive of Roe v. Wade. You know, think about it. John Paul Stevens yeah. appointed in 1973 <clears throat> by Gerald Ford. Anthony Kennedy and Sandra Day O'Connor appointed by Ronald Reagan. Um, David Souter appointed by George Herbert Walker Bush, all of whom wound up being pro-abortion rights on the court. So I think um, there was uh, perhaps some uh, sense that well the you know when push comes to shove the the Trump appointees won't won't vote to overturn Roe v Wade I recognized I think correctly that the politics have really changed that that abortion uh, was so central to Trump's uh, appeal to the right in his in his campaign that there was just no way he was going to appoint some uh, any justices who would wind up voting for Roe v Wade 
So uh, that, that the, it, it really is about the evolution of the Republican Party, that, you know, in the 70s and 80s, there were a lot of pro-choice Republicans. That is not the case anymore, uh, as particularly of among Republicans who vote in primaries. And, and the different that, that abortion rights has really become a, uh, a party line issue in the way it, di- it wasn't in the past. Mm-hmm. And to, to, to kind of reference the, the story Pat's basically identifying was it was a CNN panel hosted by Jim Acosta. You're on there, legal analyst, handful of other people, and they're playing a John Oliver clip. And you were blunt. You're saying Rover's Wade is now dead. Done. Official. This is in 2019, I believe. Well, yeah, it was okay. after Trump was elected. After, okay, yeah. whenever it was, but yeah. clearly years this years ahead of your time. You nailed it. You called right. your shot. And the way that you know how they say that facts don't care about your feelings, the way that you said it was so blunt and so to the point, people were shocked on the panel. John Oliver, who you reference, is like um, Jeffrey Toom is the kind of guy that's going to tell his kid, you know, not, hey, I'm just going to send my dog out to pasture. It's like, we took him to the park. We shot him in the face. He's dead now. <laughs> right? Like, just blunt. So what kind of backlash did you get from people internally in your, in your world saying, Tubin, how the hell could you say something like that? It's offensive. I, not really. I mean, I didn't, get, I didn't any, get any backlash. I mean, one of the things that I think people don't understand, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to remember. I mean, I worked at CNN for 20 years, I, so I can't, you know, account for every day. But you know, p- once you establish that you know what you're talking about, uh, people don't tell you. You know, I, I imagine people said, "Wow, you know, that was pretty definitive. You really yeah. think that's you really think that's true?" And um, you know, frankly, one of the things I don't love about cable news, in terms of my own, uh, my own experience there is the whole prediction business mm-hmm. i mean it's, it's very nice that you were focusing on um a correct prediction that i made but i made some plenty of wrong predictions <laughs> most most prominently and one that i i have thought about a lot over the years was that hillary clinton was going to beat donald trump in 2016 and ever since then the fact that I was so wrong about that has made me very cautious about counting Trump out at any point in any in, un, under any circumstances. Even now, even now, um, you know, I am very aware of how wrong I was in 2016. I was a lot of company in being wrong, but that's you know, and and um, you know, I I, I just think. Um, Humility is really called for in terms of political predictions in this country, mm-hmm. um, and you know, and that goes for twenty twenty four as well. Do, do, uh, right now, with everything that's going on with the election, okay, you're seeing mm-hmm. DeSantis, you're seeing Trump, you're seeing RFK, you're seeing Vivek, you're seeing you know, Gavin. obviously Biden, Newsom was on Hannity, all this stuff. A year from the Republican uh, uh, debate, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, uh, the general election. Um, Republican versus Democrat when they face each other, who do you think is going to be on that stage? Do you think it is going to be a Biden-Trump? It certainly looks okay. that way, yeah. Do you think there's any chance Newsom gets in there? Any zero. chance? You're saying zero, zero chance. Zero really? chance. Tell me why. Why do you think? Because, because I mean, unless Biden withdraws. Now, that now I, I, th- there is no chance that Newsom runs against Biden. Wow. Oh, against. No, I totally agree with the against part. I agree. that The, the against. But do you think... Okay. Did you see him on Hannity? Did you I did see not him? see. I did okay. not see him on Hannity. It, by the way, he showed up. 
he represented. Yeah. And yeah. and to me, if you think about uh, uh, a guy, I left California because of Newsom, you know, because of those mm-hmm. policies. So I'm not somebody that's right. sitting here saying, oh, you know, great with these policies. I can't say that part. But if I were to say, um, if I have a choice between a Newsom or a Biden going on meeting with the enemy or anybody else representing the big stage, Newsom looks presidential. Biden looks like he's past that. So wouldn't Democrats want more a Newsom than a Biden? Okay, I, th- 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 let me qualify Please. What, 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 what I was saying. I am assuming, I mean, Joe Biden has declared for re-election. I mean, he is a yep. candidate. Um, assuming he re- remains a candidate, there's zero chance Newsom will run will will run against him. If um, Biden for some reason were to will were to fall withdraw, down some stairs, fall, fall down some stairs, break his hip, yeah. you know what happens to people in their 80s? Yeah. <laughs> um, then um, then definitely, I think Newsom Newsom might run. But uh, and and then it would be a free for all. I mean, there would be a lot. You know. I, Vice president would run open and, primary. And, and, yeah. yeah, it would be. There would be half a dozen candidates within a couple of weeks. But you know, every every sign I have is that Biden is going to remain the candidate. I think he's going to be a strong candidate for re-election. But um, you and, think he's going to be a strong candidate? Yeah, for I, real? Do. I do. Why do you think? Well, first of all, most most incumbents get reelected. It is unusual. I mean, Jimmy Carter lost, Donald Trump lost, but other senior than lost, that, yeah. Um, the the senior lost. So it's it's it. But but most candidates get reelected. If the economy remains in a, in a in a good place, um, if abortion, as I think it will, will remain a very big voting issue, especially for uh, moderates and independents. There's a big difference between Donald Trump and and Joe Biden on abortion in particular. And if the country is doing well economically, you know, I mean, you know, no candidate uh, or let me put it, every candidate has has problems. Um, Joe Biden's problem is that he's old and uh, but, you know, the country's gotten used to him and he's not going to he's not going to overcome that problem by becoming younger but if he maintains the level of uh, activity and involvement that he has now i think he's going to be a strong candidate yeah, i mean so I, i'll uh, um from a perspective of you know uh, approval rating one of the lowest ever approval rating he's got right uh even as a person, let's just say if you got a guy on your side and you're a Republican, you're like, that's my president, but he's got that kind of an approval rating. Man, I'm concerned about putting this guy in as my star- starter You're all, uh, as a Democratic side. You got a low approval rating. The percentage of Democrats that don't want you to run, the people on media, MSNBC, CNN, that also don't want this guy to run, they would like him to step aside and have somebody else run. It's not like it's just a... Republican Fox News or, you know, Breibart or whoever these guys are saying that. It's people on both sides are saying that. By the way, I have to be honest with you. If I'm a Republican, I would much rather have Biden run than Newsom run. I don't want no Newsom run. Newsom's, uh, the, the, for Newsom. Oh, I, think for, that's a, I, I think that's. Let me give you my argument. Wrong. I want to hear from okay, you. I yeah. want you to push back. That's you're why sure, you're here. Yeah, I don't yeah. want you to agree. So, yeah. so, so for me, I think one of the things that some of the independents respected about Trump, they're like, where is the meeting? Who wants to do it? CNN? I'll come. That's enemy territory. MSNBC, I'll come. 60 Minutes, I'll come. I'll come. And one of the criticism what Obama was like, he did that one Bill O'Reilly thing, and that was it, right? Stop. But that's Obama. Biden's not Obama. Obama can't get away with that because it's Obama. 
Biden, he doesn't meet with the enemy. Newsom went and sat with Hannity. Hannity's good friends with Trump, and he handled it. That's got to be something where you're like, if this guy is willing to go there, sit calm, no notes, zero notes in his hand, hand, you know, you have to see this, very impressive, for him to handle him that way. I'm sitting there saying, hey, listen, coach, let's, uh, can you put me in? Like, I'm, I can really do this thing here. I think Republicans would fear more a guy like him than Biden. But obviously you disagree with it. I'd like to hear why. Yeah, I, well, first of all, you know, you have to remember, I think, how little most Americans follow politics. Gavin Newsom is probably known by 20 to 25 percent of the voting of the voting population. Would you say the same, same about DeSantis? Would you say no? The, he's probably better known by now because okay. he's you know he's so been a national Newsom is candidate. ahead than, than no, no no Newsom is lesser than known DeSantis. than DeSantis. I got you. Yeah, because okay. DeSantis is running for president. Okay. And, yeah. and and uh, and you know he's he's gotten a lot of, gotten a lot of attention. Fair enough. Um, and, and also you know California is perceived by most of the country as to the left of of the rest of the country. And it is to the left of the rest of the country. And and I also think, you know, it's it's important to recognize the theater of politics and, you know, who's willing to sit with sit with um, Sean Hannity and and who's not. But there are also, you know, issues that there are profound differences. And one of the things we learned in the midterms was abortion is a voting issue in this country. No question about it. And if you if Joe Biden goes to the public and says if Donald Trump wins, abortion is going to be illegal in the whole country, which it really might be if the Congress passes a law, which a lot of members of Congress want want to do, where and if I'm elected president, reelected, abortion is going to remain legal in the states where it's illegal, where it's where it's still legal. That's that may be more important than anything else, because that is a substantive difference that people can see have implications in their real lives more than the fact that, um, you know, he, he's old. And, and, and I, you may have a point there if the economy stays intact, if there's no Ukraine, Russia doesn't get uglier than it already is today, if China doesn't anything else with Taiwan. If there's not that cyber attack that they're talking about could be coming in the next 12 months, if there's a lot of ifs, of ifs, course, ifs yeah. but if none of that happens and it goes intact and he drives that, that's going to be a big issue. What do you think is going to be the second and third issue that Democrats want to hear? Well, I, I think um, the, 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 the look, every presidential election at some level is about the state of the economy. That's that's certainly um you know, going to be central and and also you know peace peace in the world. It's the oh, economy, stupid. Yeah, it's the you know it's it's the economy, stupid. I think at the moment, uh, Biden Biden has a good story to tell. Also, you know his his the, the the fact that he passed that big infrastructure bill, which the the projects are going to start to come online, where people are actually going to see the bridges, the the highways, the mass transit. Um, start start to be fixed. Mm-hmm. You know, all of that is, I, I think is is going to be a big a big part of his pitch, um, in addition to abortion. But as you point out, mm-hmm. you know, if the economy goes south, that becomes an enormous problem for him. But at the moment, it hasn't yet. And, 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 and we'll Pat's s- absolutely right about the if. There's always an if. There's of an course, if. yeah. One could argue if. COVID didn't exist, Donald Trump would currently be the president of the United States right Absolutely, now. you, you could agree argue with that. that. Well, I, I, I mean, certainly, 
COVID played a big part in Biden's, in Biden's victory. Mm-hmm. You know, the sort of what if, if something else had happened, it's, it's very hard to, to know. But you're certainly right that COVID was, was, was a big issue. And, and, you know, this also goes for DeSantis, too. Right. That, he would you know, be not known whatsoever. Well, and, 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 you know, I, I don't know. At the moment, it doesn't look like he's going to beat Trump. But if he beats Trump um, and becomes the nominee— the way he handled COVID will will be a big uh, part of the mm-hmm. of the presidential campaign. Although presidential elections tend to be more forward looking than backward looking. And Jeffrey, do you, do you think that DeSantis even has a chance, considering that the indictment just came out and Trump went up? He went up in the polls. I absolutely think DeSantis has a chance. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, okay. I, oh, absolutely has a chance. Certainly. Um, you know, I, I mean, <laughs> being indicted is a really bad thing. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, his presence in the courtroom in New York and and now here in in Florida is not going to be optional. It's not like the civil case, you know, which he lost in New York, York, where he didn't go and he didn't testify. You know, when you're indicted and, and, you know, as a former federal prosecutor, it is worth, you know, remembering that... um, Upwards of 90% of the people who are indicted in federal court wind up either pleading guilty or being convicted. So, oh, yeah, it 90%, is 90%, 90% people who are indicted? Court. Yeah. So ultimately you're saying there's a 90% chance that he's going to well, be found guilty? Well, you know, I, 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 Donald Trump's case is so – he's such an anomalous defendant mm-hmm. that I don't know if you can precise – you know, just treat him like an ordinary defendant. I mean a lot of these cases are pretty routine. This is obviously not a yeah. routine case. But – Especially compared to the New York case, which I think is not a particularly strong case and not something that most voters would see as disqualifying. The federal case is, is, is I think, very different. Um, and, and, and also just the rules of, of federal procedure are tougher on defendants than, than, than New, the New York rules are. Um, the, now, again, Trump got a good uh, – Got a good piece of luck with Judge Cannon, who who has been sympathetic to him in the past. But you know, it, it's still. I think you know. Yes, the the in the initial wave, he, um, um, uh, you know, he got he got a certain boost in, in the polls, or at least the the polls didn't change much. If he's sitting in court day after day, and the public has to ask itself. What if he's convicted? How, how does how does it work to have a convicted felon <laughs> president of the United States? I mean that I, I don't think you know the you know we we in the news media we spend a lot of time talking about polls, but you know the, the polls change and and um, you know events change the polls. So the idea I, I don't think. The, the world has fully absorbed the magnitude of what it means to be indicted Not in true. federal court. Because it doesn't disqualify him. But don't you think, Jeff, just from seeing that that one poll, his real supporters here, his real followers, that's, Rob, that, that's making them more energetic because they're seeing that one side is getting treated one way, he's getting treated the other way. If you think about it, and you know this for a fact, Hillary did the same, if not the exact same type of stuff. Joe Biden has documents, but they're locked by his Corvette. And we just saw it with Hunter just yesterday. They gave him two misdemeanors and something else. When we all know, we all know, everything that was on his laptop proved one. It's it's hundred percent provable 
that him with his father, they were peddling money and they were getting bribes. But like, so don't, no, let's be honest, Jeff. You don't think it's going to help him? People seeing like, look at what they're doing to him and what they're not doing to the other I mean, side. You said about five things there, yeah. each one of which could be, could be well, yeah, d- yeah. D- debated. But, but um, you, you are certainly right that his true believers will be energized by that. That's not enough to win a presidential election. His true believers are maybe 30% of the country. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. But that's not enough to win, uh, the, to, to, to win the presidency. And what, you know, wh- what remains to be seen is um, how the, 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 rest, the rest of the public uh, mm-hmm. pre- gotcha. perceives. You're, you're absolutely perceives, right. That it, yeah. the, it's enough to win a primary, potentially, but it's not enough to pivot to the general election. I want to stay on the Trump indictment. Mm. Uh, as a former attorney, are you still... Uh, I'm pre- still an attorney. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> um, you've seen Trump's former attorney general, Bill Barr, give a scolding rebuke to what Donald Trump is doing. Yeah. And he defends him in many ways, still. Right, yeah. Uh, you know, it basically says that all the Russia collusion stuff and the impeachment stuff right. was a sham. But on this particular issue, the FBI search documents, ever, that he's basically coming out and, and vocalizing, yeah, Trump is absolutely in the wrong here. What's your opinion on what Bill Barr is basically saying about well, Trump? Well, I, I think it's significant because I, I think, you know, we, we now live in such an incredibly polarized political environment mm-hmm. that anytime someone on your side says you're wrong, it becomes, it becomes very significant. You know, the fact that Adam Schiff thinks Donald Trump did something wrong. Who cares, Who right? I mean, right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's to be... Pre- <laughs> that's, that's to that's be... That's man. That's, right. that's to be... Um, to, to be expected. But as you point out, yes. Bill Barr was his attorney general, was a, a Trump defender in many respects. Right. Uh, and, the and, top attorney in the United States. Yeah. And, and, attorney and, general. And, and, and you know, the, unlike the New York case, the, the Florida case is pretty easy to understand. I mean, it's it's not it's not a super complicated. Break game. it down like we're all fifth grade. Well, it's it's that you know when you are president of the United States, you are allowed to declassify anything you want, and uh, but you have to actually do it. But if you take stuff with you, and they ask for it back, you have to give it back, and he seems actively to have known that he had stuff that he wasn't supposed to have. Mm. And then in the face of a subpoena said, I'm not giving it back anyway. That's a crime. That's a crime that other people have been, other people have been prosecuted just for possessing the documents, forget Mm. not giving them back. And, and, you know, it's not, um, and this is where, you know, the difference from the Hillary Clinton and the, in the, in the Joe Biden situation comes along they were never asked to give back, uh, and they found the stuff and gave it back voluntarily. Well, not Hillary. Well, no, no, no. Hillary destroyed. And hold on, Hillary Clinton had all the Blackberries destroyed. She had a server in her basement in her house. And as a mili- United States Air Force veteran who had top secret clearance, that was just all over. That the was in- done way before still, any request was. No was- request or not. But hold on. But the FBI asked for it. 
They destroyed everything. No, they destroyed it earlier, before what, the FBI. What's the, what, what, what but, is she but destroying, before, though? But you, you're allowed to destroy anything. I mean, in, in your private property, you're allowed to do anything you want. Uh, that's, that's a little so, weird, it's, though. It's a little suspect. That's, that's a little, but, little well, weird. But it was... It's it, shady, it's a little suspect, it, it's shady, but it's not a crime. It's shady, but not illegal. It's not... It's, there's no... Yeah. There's no that claim shouldn't that it's be a crime. crime. That yeah. shouldn't be... Wait, so, So, for example, let's just say... You have a cell phone, right? Yeah. If today you want to destroy your cell phone... That's not a government issued. No, no, Jeff. That's not a government issued cell phone. As again, no, those are all black. That that was all of her staff's uh, Blackberries. They destroyed them, and then all her emails. They did that white. What's it called, Rob? Where they took all that white shit where you can't ever see a bleach bit. That's what it's called, bleach bit. Come on, Jeff. If you can't admit that there's a double standard right now, and the day that the indictment comes out. It was the same day that we found out about the Hunter, Burisma, everything. But, but, the timing Hunter, is perfect. But Hunter Biden was prosecuted by Trump's U.S. attorney okay. in Delaware. Okay. Merrick Garland recused himself. This was entirely a decision by Trump's U.S. attorney. What's the what? what how was that? Joe Biden protecting his son. I mean, that was not he. Joe Biden and Joe Biden's attorney general had nothing to do with it. The whole issue was the whole um, prosecution was conducted by someone appointed by Donald Trump. I think that the issue here is optics. Vinny, where'd you go to law school again? Uh, United States Air Force. Okay, gotcha. So you're not a legal analyst, but he but, does have an but, opinion. Hey, well, hear me and, out. Hear me you out. don't have to be a lawyer. I mean, I, no, I, I correct. That, that, I, no, no, yeah, I, I don't know. Well, my yeah. point is this: it's a lot of people who share Vinny's opinion, right? They're not. They didn't. They're not reading tort reform, and they're not going to law school. But I'm not. They're dumb. just basically saying something's fucking fishy here, bro. But but, but it sometimes it takes a legal analyst to be like, hold on. This is how the law works. Well, and, and also, you know, S- Senator Daniel Patrick Moynihan was was someone I covered a lot, someone I liked a lot. He had something that uh, – he said something that, that always sticks with me. He said everyone's entitled to their own opinion, mm-hmm. but they're not entitled to their own facts. Yeah. And, you know, the, the idea that, you know, Joe Biden or Merrick Garland, you know, gave Hunter Biden a, a sweet deal. Yeah. It's just not a fact. Now you can argue that 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 Biden that Hunter should have been more harshly dealt with, but you can argue that it was somehow a Biden initiative that that he did it. I got a question for you. I got a question for you. So let's just say, if I have ten people that at one point in my life were best friends, and prior to meeting me, they had never done cocaine before. Uh, these 10 people, 10 out of 10, eventually became cocaine addicts and killed themselves simply by association with me. I probably have some bad influence on these people, okay? This, this, this lady named Hillary Clinton, one too many of her best friends or close friends have committed suicide in the random ways. She is not the most trusted person, even by the left. She was supposed to be president. You were not alone. We, everybody, thought that was... A, 3.30 in the morning, I'm on a call with, uh, with Tom, and he's saying, what the, we're silenced like on what's going on. You know the video with all the people losing their minds, crying, all this stuff? I mean, the, the, the New the, York at the convention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the convention you know, was already set up. Yeah. You know, she called, all this stuff. Sure. Nobody believed it. But why? Because people didn't trust her mess. Some of the stuff that came up, even with Comey said what he said, and that didn't help him, help her two weeks prior to that. Uh, the the level of double standard with how she handled herself, it, that for sure is there. There's no questions about it. When you say something like, well, you can do whatever you want to your phones and you can do whatever you want to this, 
I get that. But if the other guy would have said, hey, accidentally these files burned. There was a fire in Mar-a-Lago. Oh, it wasn't. You guys would have lost your mind if you would have said there was an accidental fire. All I'm saying is I'm talking only to libertarians and independents. I'm not talking to Republicans, and I'm not, not, not talking to Democrats. I'm not even talking to rhinos. I'm not talking to Lincoln Project folks who cannot stand Trump. I'm not standing to Bush folks. I'm not standing to uh, 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 McCain folks. I'm not talking to those people. I'm talking to independents and libertarians like a Joe Rogan, like a Musk. These are people that were voting for the left. These are people that wanted to vote for Bernie Sanders. Joe Rogan wanted to vote for Bernie Sanders is who he wanted to vote for. This is a guy that was for legalizing marijuana, totally okay with LGBT, you know, his friend, you know, totally okay with this. It's like, this, there's something really fishy here. So the, the Hillary Clinton's never going to lose your loyalty. You know, they're not, you're not going to say, I'm going to flip. You're not going to do that. And the people who are on the MAGA side, Trump's not going to lose their loyalty. It's just not going to happen. Right. That's naturally there, right? It's like a Yankees fan. How often does a Yankee fan who's been a Yankee fan since six years old become a Red Sox fan at 60 years old? Just not going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're going to convert religion, you do it early. If you're going to convert teams, you're going to do it early. If you're going to convert politics, you generally do it early. But the people in the middle who are kind of like, let me see what he has to say. Mm -hmm. And let me see what he has to say. Come on, bro. What are you talking about? You're saying to me that Hillary Clinton didn't. I'm kind of with him here. I don't agree with you because I see. Because you know, you know the argument that the left makes? And they say, Democrats want Trump as the candidate. That's who they want because he's the guy that we will beat again. Really? If that's who you want as a candidate, then don't do this stuff. Well, well, no, we, we have to indict him and we have to do New York and we have to do this stuff because we just have to do it. Well, I'm sorry, you said he's the guy that you're certain you're going to beat. Why don't you not do this? Because every time you do, his polls go up. Well, that's strategically because we actually want him to beat DeSantis because we believe he will lose to Biden and we believe DeSantis will beat Biden. We've heard all that story many, many times, right? So there's some leaks in the argument where the person who's sitting there saying, Listen, I'm not there to see all the reports, and I know Adam is defending you as a lawyer, saying, listen, Adam, you know, who is Vinny to say this? You're a lawyer. Yeah. You read all these things. Totally get that. But the average voter who has a, this, this technology that we all possess, uh, especially the independent and libertarian ones, is a bullshit, a matter, whatever you want to call it, where you're kind of sitting there saying, I smell a little bullshitting here from one side over the other. I think that party is also sick of it. To the point where, you know, Musk and Rogan to say, you want to save America? Vote Republican. If there was two people that you wouldn't <laughs> have ever thought to say those two things, it was going to be those two guys. And they changed in their 50s, not in their 30s or their 20s. That's the community that's sitting there saying they don't trust anything from Biden or Hillary Clinton. That happens to your son. They don't trust anything <laughs> I, I, from I'm that I'm sort camp. of amazed that, that we are, you know, we are talking about the 2024 presidential election mm -hmm. and and people, you're talking so much about Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Hillary Clinton has been out of public life for eight years. I mean, Well, it, I put Hillary is, and Biden in the same camp. Well, That's all right, I mean but and, and, anyway, I'm I mean, oh, yeah. Biden is certainly, you know, appropriate to talk about. Yeah. And, and you know, Musk and Rogan, I, you know. I only I, brought up Hillary because you brought up Hillary. You brought up Hillary early. I don't well, bring up I, Hillary. No, actually, I think I brought Vinny. up in response to what he yeah. said, but that's fine, you know, wh yeah. whatever. No, no, you brought up Hillary when you said, when I got it wrong oh, in 2016, okay. yeah, that's, well, that's, 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 that's what I'm true. saying. Yeah, I never no, brought I was, up. I was wrong. And as I certainly was wrong in 2016. I, I, I think 
presidential campaigns, this is something Bill Clinton often said, and I think he was right, is that presidential campaigns are always about the future and you know, how you envision um, the, the, the things going forward. And um, you know, I, what, what I can never get my hands head around is that we, we often view these campaigns as you know, a form of theater and who's more likable, who's more trustworthy. It's like these have real-world consequences, and, and that's why I think abortion is such a big issue because it's not about, like, who's, who's more likable. It's like a big difference in people's lives depending on the outcome of the election. And same thing about climate change. I mean, you have people, you know, have one political party that thinks it's not a particular problem. You have another political party that thinks, you know, the, the, the government has to mobilize uh, against it. That to me, and, and you know, maybe that's just a flaw in how I see politics, but I see it as more substantive than the, the, the theater aspect. But I recognize and that, the, that a lot of people are And different. this is my thing, Jeff, and I, and I respect your opinion, but my thing is when people say stuff like, that's back then, it was Hillary, it was eight years ago, people like me come up and they say, I just want accountability. I want, I don't give a damn if it happened 30, 50, 8, 10, JFK assassination, we're finding out the CIA was involved. I want people to be held accountable because, for instance, you see the Russia, the Russia thing, we just found out that was literally Hillary Clinton set it all up, paid, you know, Fusion GPS, they all, they all set them up. Now the public is like, wait a minute, can we hold her accountable? You, we had to be dragged through CNN, which, which was the biggest mouthpiece for that big-ass lie, for all those years. Now we find out Hillary was behind it. That was the real collusion. Hold on, Jeff. And no accountability? Didn't the, what, the DNC got fined like $8,000 for dragging us through that nonsense for all those years? We want accountability. And when you destroy phones, Jeff, it's not her cell phone. When your whole staff is government-owned cell phones and you're destroying evidence, and then hold on. And Adam, you talked about Attorney General Loretta Lynch with James Comey. They're about to, she would have been, uh, her charge would have been gross negligence which is called, which is, you can go to jail, correct? For gross negligence. Why all of a sudden, last minute, they changed it to extreme carelessness? One side has it way better than the other side. And when you have the FBI kind of leaning towards the left, which we've learned, Jeff, we can't, you can't lie with Peter Strzok and, and uh, Lisa Page and the whole FBI, and we keep finding out stuff with the Twitter files, they lean way more left than they do right. I just want somebody to get, be held accountable for what they did. That's just my point. That's it. I, 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 I respect your point, and I, I think, you know, you, you are very concerned about accountability. I think presidential elections are going to much more about the future than about who's accountable for what so forget about the So forget about the past. By, by the way. No, these, not forget about it, but it, it's just not – I don't think it's relevant – to the who's who you're going to vote for in 2024 how you felt about Hillary Clinton's you know Jeffrey I'm, emails I'm going to interject here for yeah. a second because I think that's being a little dismissive because um you know how you said facts don't care about you yeah. know your feelings opinions what Vinny's trying to convey he's basically a mouthpiece of millions of people who feel that way whether he's right or wrong Good luck convincing somebody not to feel away. So what I think, and I'm not saying that, that yeah. I'm coming at you no, like no, you're the tip fine. of the yeah. spear for the DNC or anything like that. Yeah. But use Vinny 
as a metaphor for freaking millions, tens of millions of America who feel that way, who's basically saying, what the fuck is going on here? It seems like there's two completely different justice systems. And dude, I'm as moderate as it comes. I'll go left, I'll go right, I'm down to party. But there's so many people on the right. But by the way, just, this is coming way. from a guy that has never voted for a Republican president ever, before, ever. So he's saying that. So uh, on, the, what I would say is the following. Here's what I would say with what he said. By the way, the climate change thing that you said that people are mm-hmm. worried about climate change. Uh, uh, Greta Thunberg five years ago today. Today, June 21st, she said that because of if we don't stop fossil fuels, today was the doomsday. Today, this was I her just anniversary. I we make it through today, by the I don't, way. This I, is, I, can a, we a die? Climate change scientists is warning that climate change will... So <clears throat> we could die today. Is wipe what you're out saying. of all of humanity oh, unless God. we stop fossil fuels over the next five years. Okay, so I that's got up today, and shaved and everything. June 2018. Oh, no. Shout well, this out to is Greta. what happens when you listen to a 13 year old. She was 15 but, but, but at the time. Okay. <laughs> but by the way, but by the way, this is not about what happens when you listen to a 15 year old. You chose to put this person as a spokesperson and use him as a person of influence mm-hmm. to get younger people, and she was very influential. Trust me. This girl's got more influence than most people even believe she does. Oh, I'm not downplaying so, so what, her, her but By the influence. way, but, she's not, I mean, I, I, look, I, I, it's what she's saying yeah. is not that the, that it will, that, that on five, five years from now, humanity will cease to exist. It's, it's that eventually, and if you look at, um, you know, the, the, the melting of the polar ice caps, the melting of Greenland, the melting, um, the, the rising of the seas... That's not an unreasonable prediction. That's not an unreasonable prediction at all. You really believe that? That 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 climate change is going to affect. Come on, man. I, mean, I think climate it obviously I, I, affects. I mean, so you, I, you don't think climate change is going to affect? I mean, here we are sitting in South Florida. You don't think the rising seas is going to affect Miami? Climate change is. Uh, okay, so it, it, do you want to have the climate change debate? Let's finish this and then we can okay, touch I, up climate change. I, I, let's I, just, I mean, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to get into something. No, no, I mean, no, I'm no, not no, a specialist no, no, but, in no, but, field, yeah. but, but, but you brought it up, so let's yeah, talk no, about it. Fine. We can talk about it as none of us sure, being specialists. Yeah. Nobody here is right. an expert. So whoever gets it, we can all get it wrong. Right. But let me go back to the point about the future thing, okay? Uh, I, I agree with them partly. Let me explain to you why. You remember how the whole thing is like, they stole the election, they stole the election, they stole the election. You know who's the first person that said that? Hillary Clinton. 100%. She kept saying, they stole it like Russia, they stole the election, but nobody said anything. The more she went and the more she did that, the more she looked like a victim. I, could, I couldn't stand it when you're a sore loser and you lose and you can't do it. You know who did it next? Trump did it 100%. Next. Okay, And guess what? You're living what? They stole the election, they stole the election. Whether they did or not, either side, Voters want you to say, we lost, let's move on. Okay, 100%. Left, right, middle, it doesn't matter. Let's move on. However, hey, for those that believe there may have been meddling in the election, et cetera, et cetera, here's what we have to do. The solution is don't vote by yourself. Go with twos. Go with right. threes. Go with four. Give me the solution because that's now moving forward, right? Here's where we want to go. So that part, I agree with them. It's future. Obama sold the campaign in 2008. Yeah. You know, yes, future. You know, Clinton yeah. show sold future. Kennedy sold future. Reagan sold future, right? Yeah. And even Trump sold future in 2016 when he won. America, let's make America great again. And let's make this. It's the future. Okay. Um, Trump's campaign started sloppy because he wasn't selling the future. He was selling the past. All right. Having said that, um, there is a part of me that, uh, 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 you know, I want to know. Like, for example, this whole thing about who cares where COVID came from? I'm sorry, what? I want to know where COVID came from. Do you care? Who cares? Like, I remember one time Hillary Clinton was asking, who cares? They're dead. They're no longer yeah, Oh, yeah. Like, Why does it matter? What does it matter Wait, about Benghazi? What? Oh, my God. What do you mean, who cares? That's the camp, left or right, 
That's the camp that says, who cares? We're already past this. No. Listen, COVID ruined a lot of people's lives. The, 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 the leading surgeon, what do you call it? The surgeon general surgeon came out general. and said, hey, here's what we learned about COVID is that these shutdowns led to people needing to be around each other and why it's so important to be around each other. Wait a minute. You just realized the Zoom concept didn't work working remotely, that we need to be around each other because we need each other's company? We're just starting to realize that? Now we're just starting to realize how this affected kids? No, no, no. We can't say who cares. We have to go back and find out what happened to prevent it from happening again. And if China did it, they have to be held accountable. And now we know the first three cases were the doctors that were out of China. Wuhan, that came out. That's not even something that's being debated about. It's public information that they're talking about now. We have to find that out, okay? And we have to find out whether Fauci was involved with different cases. You know, was he, uh, uh, you know, gain function? He, were they doing that? Were they not doing that? Was he involved with this? Who was funding it? Where did the money come from? People want to know. There's a reason why. Like, think about messages that go viral. For example, what do we learn midterms? Republicans screwed up royally, not a little bit. Royally, they screwed up with abortion. You're 100% right. No one's dis- dis- disagreeing with that. But watch this here. Who's RFK? Robert F. Kennedy. He lost his father and he lost his uncle. Two people that were loved and admired, probably by both sides. Establishment didn't like those guys. The establishment couldn't stand the Kennedy family at all because they were going up against the establishment. They couldn't stand those guys. So, all right, can you go on uh, Amazon and type in uh, Robert Kennedy Jr.? His, if you can just go on Robert Kennedy Jr. I think he did nobody wanted to publish this book through anybody. Go to the Anthony Fauci one. I read that. It was a great book. Okay. Scary. So zoom in a little bit. Uh, it's number four this week. This thing was written two years ago. It's got 23,000 <laughs> reviews, over a million copies sold. And who published it? Go to the bottom. Uh, go to the bottom, go to the bottom, go to the bottom. Let's see who published it. Go to the bottom. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Uh, oh, my God. Okay, so right there, zoom Terms in. of agreement on Sky Instagram. Horse Publishing. <laughs> yeah. I, who is Sky Horse Publishing? Go Google who Sky Horse no, is. They, 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 they publish a lot of books that other publishers won't Don't publish. Oh, gotcha. So it's kind of no, like a... true, yeah. Yeah, okay, perfect. So Sky yeah. Horse Publishing mm-hmm. takes some of the guys that people don't want to publish. So then the question becomes, why did the book do so well? Why did it sell so many copies? Maybe because people want to know. Why did Roe v. Wade create such a big... Maybe because that's an important thing to women, including left and the right. So guess what, Republicans? You have to respect that and pay attention to it. Guess what, Democrats? You have to find out what the hell happened with this Anthony Fauci guy. So I, I to mean, me, the only thing, the only point I'm making, I'll kind of yeah. turn it back over to you and then we can go to the next subject. The only thing I'm saying is, the future part, I'm with it. I agree. You have to sell the dream of the future where we're going. But the accountability part, if there's not really any law and order... Then this whole thing about a guy like O.J. Simpson who got away, which, by the way, oh, you're not liked by O.J. Simpson. No, I'm aware of that. But by, <laughs> but by the way, but by the way, by the way, you know what that says? That's a compliment. Well, you know, I, my dad always used to say you can you can you can that, tell yeah. someone you you can tell a lot about someone by yeah. their enemies, and you know the, the fact that O.J. Simpson is my enemy. I'm. I'm I, but what that, I'm yeah. saying to you is, I respect the fact that he yeah. doesn't like you because right. we wanted to know what happened. So there's a part of the accountability part. That there's a lot of people that are saying, I just want to get to the bottom of it, see who was behind it. Well, and 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 this is the thing, you know, this the the COVID thing, you know, interests me for, for for a specific reason. I mean, there is a active scientific debate 
about the the ultimate source of COVID. Did it come from a lab? Did it come from an animal? Uh, you know, an animal. And 100%. I, um, I'm just a guy who went to law school. I know fuck all about <laughs> it, about epidemiology. I, you know, how could you possibly ask someone like me what the source of COVID was? Oh, that's not what I'm asking. No, but yeah, but, but in general, Stop but I'm saying, saying, but what I'm saying we rely is on we should, yeah, we should ask Vinny about yeah. the source of COVID. <laughs> but 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 Shut up, that is a question that should be addressed in good faith by people who have some idea about how to determine that. I don't know the source of COVID. Yeah, but, you know, but, but Jeff, I, I you mean, get that's, that's that to I'm me. Asking, but 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 that these questions that become I, politicized, it seems ridiculous to me to have political debates about something that is a scientific question that people should address. And I'm agreeing that there should be okay. investigations so, of all that. Yeah, stuff. By the way, Brett Baer, did you see the interview with Trump? Yes, I saw. Okay, excerpts. From did you yeah. see? He, did you think he did a good job? Uh, no. Oh, you, oh, you mean Brett Baer? Yeah. Oh, I thought Brett Baer did a very good I job. Agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think yeah. Brett Baer did a great job. job. And you know how he said this person say. This person got fired. That person got fired. This person got fired. Why do you not have a good, you know, heart? So he asked a tough question. And then, right. hey, you know, why is it that you're keeping on to it? They were trying to get it from you. Well, I wanted to first make sure. Okay, so guess what? People want to know. Great. But people want to also know what the Corvette back and with the notes, you know, what you had there is with Biden. People want to know as well. People want to know. There, what, and, and there is an investigation going great. on about Biden. Yeah, all absolutely. I'm saying, all yeah. I'm saying to you is people want to know. We want to know what's behind the truth. The, the 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 comment about the fact that I'm not an epidemiologist, you know, I'm not the extra, I'm not this, I'm not that, I'm totally get it. The element of that approach when you say something like, "Well, you're not the expert in this, and you're not the expert in that," the, the, there is a the, there is a very clear, pompous, elitist message behind that. Like just like this week when MSNBC and CNN. Well, we know the president is talking right now, Jake Tapper and Rachel Maddow. But, you know, we know the president is talking. But we Listen, we are not going to let him have any airtime. And we're going to update you on whatever he says that's necessary because we know he's going to tell lies. Uh, I'm sorry. Do you think I'm a moron? Do, do you think I don't have a mind for my, like, I can't make, what the hell is America all about? You just said I'm a moron. That's what you just, you just said to half of America, hey, America. You're a moron. You can't think for yourself. That's why you need me because I went to this elitist university called whatever, whatever, Columbia. I don't know where Rachel went to. 